0: Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny
1: Barnes. And I'm Mark
0: Langley. Hi everyone, today's podcast is all about helping horses that have a disconnection to us. So some of you might know that as separation anxiety, and it's a It rears its ugly head everywhere, doesn't it, Mark? You sort of can't get away from this one. It's a really common issue um, in all sorts of areas. We're going to cover quite a few of those areas today. Mark's going to give some specific advice to situations that happen all due to this separation anxiety and disconnection with us. But first of all, Mark, I'm just going to uh, read a little comment that's come through from Rachel. She says, thank you so much for your answer to my question in the last Q&A. It was great to have something to work on and try. And it all makes so much sense. It is amazing to have a teacher who will answer specific questions about our horses for all of us. Thank you. So thank you, Mark. And I think that comes from all of us too. You do a great job of of helping everybody. And um, and we know how much, you know, you try and make sure it's very personal to everyone and every horse. So the first question that's coming your way then is from Francie. And she says she's watched your video on helping a horse that over focuses on the ground but can you help give some helpful tips on helping an overfocused horse while under saddle? She tries to distract her horse with turns and backups, etc., but he just wants to hang on to those strong, fearful thoughts. She is currently working through the challenge as well.
1: Okay. So over I'm guessing she means, um, you know, over away or over-focused on us. The horse might be over-focused on us on the ground and then over-focuses away under saddle. I kind of try and cover the two so I don't miss, you know, one part of it if yours was the opposite. So um, a horse that over-focuses away on the ground, I call them like destinators, and when we're around them, they're just gazing off into the distance. Chances are when we get on, they're going to do the same. Uh, But you've got to be careful with a horse that sort of destinates on the ground. You don't want to... Just work on focus, work on you until it's over focused on you. And some people go down that road, they go, Okay, well, my horse destinates. And of course, when a horse lets go of a strong thought in the distance and it brings its focus back to us, uh, it's it's mind and its feet are going to be closer together, which means it's going to relax more and become more comfortable. But some of the ones that still hold a lot of, you know, worry and trauma and anxiety and different things in, in, in certain. Situations they can just become over focused on us and actually not not soften. But a horse that's uh, over focused into the distance on the ground, we just have to sort of do something to make them let go of what they're thinking. So what I say to people is say don't don't say focus on me, say let go of that. Um, it comes too it becomes too personal when you say focus on me, me 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 me, and then you do all the work to say oh come on come on focus on me. Um, And then you're responsible for their focus until eventually they keep their focus on you all the time. So we want our horses aware and present in the environment that they're standing, that we're in, that they're in. And that means a horse is just present but can focus on different things, on what it's doing, on us if they need to. But uh, it's not stuck in any one point. And and we have to be careful when we have a horse that destinates on the ground that we don't over-focus it because all we're doing is the same thing. We're just hyper-focusing Um, on us opposed to uh, on a destination. So uh, when I pop a flag or do something, I sometimes make it a little random instead of perfectly timed focused stuff. The reason I sometimes make it random is I'm just going, oh, boom, what was that? Let go of that. And the horse will be gazing off in the distance and go, what's that? And then it'll kind of become aware of something happened around it. And usually, that you know, because I was popping the flag, but the flag's quiet by the time, the time, by the time sort of the horse looks around and then I'm standing quietly and the horse goes, oh, righto. And then the horse goes off with the pixies again and off into the distance and then that random flag might pop and it goes, what was that? And then it turns back around and goes, what's going on? Um, but in my mind, I will be saying, let go of that. In the horse's mind, it's going, something just happened. I better I better become a bit more aware. And then the horse chooses to become more aware um of us and its environment around it and then it can sort of relax and start to center because where we're standing we're pretty quiet we're calm and then usually the horse lets go of all that because when a horse is looking off into the distance it's not very relaxed it's it's quite anxious so then the horse becomes more present and and then softens and starts to relax and connect with us instead of uh, me just focusing on hey focus on me focus on me connect with me connect with me um, that, that what I've just told you actually what it does it, it just yeah it gets the horse to to be more responsible for itself and its awareness so then the connection to us might come through us asking it to lead up with a rope or you know putting our hand out letting it connect with us and things like that but the connection it has is more of a choice thing it makes when it's aware opposed to us just drawing its focus to us all the time um, and I find when people do it like that, As I say, they get a more responsible horse and it's not so personal and uh, it keeps everything nice and neutral. Um, But also what it does is because it becomes a natural um, awareness instead of a, 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 you know, a redirected focus, the horse, you can still direct their thoughts away or to you which means their thoughts are freer to go in different directions. But if you had worked on the hyper-focus work, where you say, focus on me, look at me, two eyes on me, um, then you would actually disempower the horse from thinking away. So then then when you get on your horse, you've got a horse that's over-focused on you and it's not able to think away softly. So that's why in that that um, you know work that you do, getting them centred on the ground, it's awareness, not hyper-focus. So that's just covering the focus on the ground. But then when you get on, on the saddle, um, if you have worked on awareness, then technically your horse should be in a state of mind that it can let go of one thought to take on another thought, uh, as in it doesn't hyper-focus on you and it doesn't hyper-focus on a destination. So if a horse is hyper-focused on you, so I'm covering both again, uh, hyper-focused away or hyper-focused on you, if the horse is hyper-focused on you, which I'll cover first, and it's, and it's so timid about everything else, it just it just relies on you all the time. Um, they're those horses that you almost got to feel like you got to push them along like a Flintstone mobile. Uh, Flintstone mobile, if you watch the Flintstones, they all get in the car to go for a drive and they've got their feet through the floor going, pedal, 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 like this, and they're running along. Um So a Flintstone mobile horse is one that you're going push, 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 push to keep it going because it's not confident enough to cast its thoughts forward enough to to just walk freely. So on the horses that are over-focused on us when we ride on them, uh, we have to be quiet and just wait until they make a decision. But I'm not just saying sit there and just wait. That's when I go back to like an answer that I've I've answered a lot in, in different podcasts is why I don't use my legs is because it pulls the horse's thoughts back on the legs and we end up pushing it. So with those horses that are over on us, I just hold a rein till they move a little bit and then loosen it, hold a rein till they move a little bit and then loosen it and then hold a rein till they move a bit. And then after a while, they'll start moving and searching. And if we're sitting very, very quietly, not giving them any white noise and things that they have to focus back on, that we'll start. To, and it's almost like we sit on them like we've disappeared. And they'll go, oh, they've gone, oh, I might look around a bit. And then they look around a bit and then they start to search a bit. And then they just slowly build confidence crawling around the arena and going ahead and letting go of us. And when we intervene, it's not to do a big thing, it's just to redirect their thoughts. So I'd stay on the reins for a few days until those horses are searching and travelling. And um, But the more noise you create on their back, the more bumping, the kicking, the pushing, the more it just sucks their brain back to you and and they're, and they're not confident enough to cast their thoughts out. So that's the horses that are hyper-focused on us. You, you, you want to create a very little white noise and just create some clarity through a rein until they start the search. And then once they start to get their confidence, then we can start to gently wriggle on the saddle while they're walking forward and they'll start to go, oh, they're moving, but it doesn't mean they want my attention. So um, I've got my awareness on them, but I'm still allowed to think ahead. And then you just grow their confidence like that. For the horses that hyper focus into the distance same as on the ground the same principle on the ground you're not saying focus on me focus on me focus on me you just grab you hold a rein and you, you pick it up to steer them or do something and you hold it say on a left rein to do a left turn for instance until they let go of that thought when they let go of that thought you'll see the ears change and they'll soften most probably follow the feel of the rein and you release but when you ride those horses, every time you see them gaze off into the distance, you do something to let go of that thought. Okay, the people who just go, come on, knock them back, knock them back, m- make a lot of sort of noise until the horse listens to them and just focuses back on the person, well, they may end up disempowering that horse because the horse thinks it's not allowed to think away. No, no, we just want to see if it can let go of a strong thought. So if it's a gazing distance thought, we do something till the horse lets go of it. Once the horse lets go of that, well, what are they, what are they going to do? They're going to go play poker. Um, you know, they're not going to do much more in the sense of they might take on another idea, but they're going to be generally more aware of us once they've let go of a strong thought. So 90% of horses, once they've let go of that destination, they become more of us and what we're asking because they were just fixated. So it's not our responsibility to get them to focus on us. That's their responsibility but it's our responsibility to help them to let go of strong thoughts which cause anxiety. So that's when we use the RAIN to say let go of that. Um, but then when they've let go of that, we let them explore and think about the things in their immediate environment um, so they still become aware, confident, able to search in their immediate environment and still think about us, but also think about the things and the tasks that they're doing or the directions that they're going. Um, and that, that'll kind of help all... All of, all of those situations so the, the important things let go of that not necessarily focus on me that's really important you have in your mind and I found teaching that to people and even having that in my mind when I train my own horses uh, or helping horses at clinics is so much better than, than making it more personal um, and, and, and yeah once they're centered and present in that environment Usually, if a horse looks at something, it'll be a soft look to check it out. And if you're not sure if you should allow them to keep looking, all you do is pick up a soft rein. And if, it's, if if they're getting soft, then they'll just acknowledge the rein picking up and they'll go, yep, let go of that. Let's try something else and do something different. Okay, so really we're just trying to break fixations. And once we can break fixations, the, the horse's thoughts are easier and, and they flow a lot easier from one to another.
0: Okay, so the next question is a little bit uh, perhaps similar then. It's from Barbara. She is has been riding her mare Rosie out, and she's taken Rosie to your clinic, so they're getting on really quite well with leading. Brace is barely noticeable in hand, um, so well done, Barbara, that's great. Um, but she's happy to go for walks in hand off the property, but once they're riding, especially when she's riding alone, she just wants to return home and has quite strong thoughts in that direction. So she will just sit and wait for her to move forward in the direction she's wanting her to go, but it is she's playing it quite hard. She's okay when she has a friend that they're riding with. So do you have any hints with that one?
1: Yeah, like 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 a lot of horses, they're not very good leaders. Uh, some aren't very good leaders, and some just go off over the horizon. And the horse always wants to be back at comfort, and it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going out in enemy territory, so I I I feel safe in my comfortable area. So I imagine that there's a safe area, uh, which is um, allied territory where, you know, you can go around in there and it's safe. So there's an area that you're going to pick or the horse has picked, which they're pretty comfortably moving around. They'll, they'll move up fast, they'll slow down, they'll steer, they'll do everything well in there. And then uh, as soon as they delve out of there, they think they're going into, you know, enemy territory. So all you're really doing is just um, teaching them to soften in the place where they feel good and all the tools are working well. And then you steer them out into enemy territory. It might only be two metres into it. They'll get a little bit frozen. Then you steer them back into allied territory. And then um, and then you might steer them out into enemy territory. And then you steer them back into allied territory. Um, and what will start to happen is they'll just, um, you know, get their confidence that they go further into enemy territory. Some horses, if you make, 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 make them keep going through enemy territory and they're really anxious away from home, they start to get really wound up. You know the person thought yeah well i'm the boss here so i've won this battle and the horse is going away from home but because the horse is carrying a lot of tension and brace sometimes if something does spook it when it's out in enemy territory well it's going to just pop and all its thoughts are going to spill straight for home so the disconnection is going to be greater when the horse gets a spook so the spook could turn into a run off a buck anything like that because of all the anxiety that's built up in the horse being pushed away into a place that it's kind of nervous so uh if he, so basically what i try and to say to people is you ride your horse out without legs and they go how do i run my horse out without legs it's like well just use the wind the wind is the magnetism so obviously there's the wind's not affecting the horse because they're not a sailboat but the feeling of one direction is like wind you know on a sailboat that the boat keeps pushing one way so how do people um sail into the wind they tack like this so, so I'll always turn the horse back so the eye's going for home, one eye is going to go for home and then I loosen the rein and the horse is going to fold back towards home, that's going to keep it going because it desires to go back that way. And then when I turn it again, it'll, I'll turn it so the other eye is kind of facing for home but on a bit of an angle, um, a slight angle to the, out and a slight angle, to, so so the eye is still thinking the horse can fold back for home and you let it, you let it fold back a bit and then you turn it again and you'll put it on the angle so the horse's head is kind of facing out but on the diagonal so the other eye is facing for home and then it'll kind of fold back and keep moving and then I'll just keep doing that tacking just rolling back to there and rolling back to there and then eventually the horse will go well that's not available that's not available Um, maybe I'll search out into uh, the you know away from home and it might walk some some a little bit out and then very quickly once the horse has kind of made a thought change and said I'm going to trial out there then I'll actually turn them back and I'll take them back to Allied Territory. Um, and so they go, oh, you take me home, do you? That's really kind of you. That you're a nice fella. Um, and, and because I'm a nice fella, they start to trust me and go, oh, he's a good leader. He, he, he's going to take me home. And then I, I say, I try the tacking again until till the horse searches out. And usually they'll search a bit more into enemy territory. And then I'll bring them back and say, come on, let's go back into Allied Territory. And they go, oh, you took me home again. Oh, so you take me home, do you? And, and we make an agreement that I if they take me out, I'll take them home. And I, I think about that agreement all the time. But what will happen with your horses, it may not happen on the first day. And people want to go for trail rod on that first day, and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it's like, well, maybe give it a few days or a week or so, and that horse just searching out and coming back. Then all of a sudden, that alloy Allied territory boundary gets bigger and bigger and bigger until almost you're going out a kilometre and your horse is comfortable and the horse is taking you out, thinking out away from home. It's broke off the the thought from home and it's thinking forward in in you know, where it's going away from home, and it's really it's that's all we want. Um, but by taking a horse home over and over again before you take them too far out, they're not going out on the ride a kilometre from home going where am I going? Am I ever going to go home? Oh no, oh no. Are they ever going to take me home? Because a horse doesn't know. You can't, you can't just, you know, write a letter to your horse and let it read it and say, by the way, I'm going to take you home. Just put up with me for the next five kilometers. Um, The horse can't read that letter and the horse can't, even if we spoke to them and said, I'm going to take you for five kilometers, they don't understand that English or whatever language you do speak. The only language they speak is what we show them. So we show them that we are going to take them home, even if we only take them 10 metres from the yards and back home again, they know that we are going to deliver them back to safety and they just get more confident hanging on to the fact that they're safe with us and they become confident at thinking away from home. And if you work on that policy, you know, you will get a horse that will go a long way and ride all day and become confident because there's a point that they actually get the level of understanding of the things that we're asking of them Uh, the trust in us and their confidence all grows to a point that we can take them out and they stop thinking about that because they've let go of all those thoughts of safety at home and they're more focused on, you know, the things that we're asking them. You know, some people would say, just keep your horse distracted, just keep it distracted, just keep it distracted Um, so it's not thinking about this stuff. And, yeah, that kind of works, but the problem is is you're not also building confidence and, getting it to search because keeping keeping it distracted is another form of getting hyper focus so yeah the horse is not thinking about home because it's so distracted on your steering and your all your stuff you're doing but at the same time it feels that it can't process all the scary things like the burnt log over there and the and the cattle over there and and, and it feels it can't process that so if so there's still a point where if um if something jumps out or spooks that horse it'll it'll be on overload for for that moment and go home so you know, I I think building their confidence, but also by the time they've gone out also, you've done so many turns in that tacking that I was talking about that the horse is following a rein really, really softly. So if it does get a hard thought out, you just pick up a rein and it knows how to follow it because it's probably taking you a lot of hundreds of turns before the horse has really gone out nice and soft. And those hundreds of turns are hundreds of turns you know more into a horse that knows how to turn like in, if you just kick them out in a straight line well they don't know you know you haven't taught them anything and then when you do need to pick up a rein they're going to be stiff and braced.
0: There's a lot of gold nuggets in that answer Karen for you and um, I hope that helps and also don't forget to have a look online because there is a whole section um on this sort of thing that Mark's talking about he rode Marvel. there's a fair few videos on getting Marvel to ride out of the yards and how Mark built up his confidence so just have a look at those okay the next question is from Angelica and she has a mare who she's leading out on walks and she would like to know how she can discourage her mare from from grazing I thought she said gazing then but it is grazing Um, and she's finding that she does show a little bit of mild anxiety sometimes she doesn't want to walk forward but she doesn't want to use intimidating behavior like a whip or smacking a rope.
1: I'd have to sort of work out intimidating behavior, smacking a rope or not smacking the horse or hitting the horse with a whip. But uh, at the same time, um, I think horses need to understand boundaries. So um, like there's times when a horse is thinking about one thing and you want them to let go of that thought, okay? So if a horse is thinking about grass, if you wanted to offer it a carrot instead, it's still going to be thinking about food and it won't be centered and present if you don't want it thinking about the future. So you want just a horse that's quiet and present to take on the environment and and just be soft. So um, if we didn't want to intimidate it, um, we may want to sort of offer it something else as a distraction. So you might say, I'm going to offer you a distraction through a treat, but I don't think the treat would be good because you're actually still giving that horse the horse is still disconnected because it's thinking about food. Um, what I would do when I'm walking a horse out is I would have taught the horse to lead, and the horse knows if it's allowed to eat or not. That's 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 what I do. Um, if if grass was a big problem, I wouldn't fix it at the grass. Uh, so so what I mean by that, if a horse knows how to lead, it knows the length of the lead rope, and it knows when there's freedom to do certain things like sniff a float or maybe eat some grass or and it knows when there's not enough freedom to do that so it chooses not to it's not that it's trapped it just knows that that's not available so it doesn't think about it if you go out there without any tools then you have to do something to make your horse let go of the grass which means pop a flag you know distract it do something that just lets it go of that grass thought and then when it's let go of the grass, thought the alternative that you have to offer it an alternative. So, the alternative might be you know, to make it feel good about not thinking about grass, you might just put your hand out, it might sniff on you, you might give it a little scratch and say, you know, but you're not going to give it a scratch if it's anxious or eating grass anxious and it's kind of worried. So, you don't want it to think about scratching, you don't want it to think about um, food you don't want it to be scared of the flag or whatever. You just want it to be centered before you do anything with it that could be positive. Um, yeah, like I said, the scratch. So if you haven't taught it how to lead and it's basic and it's leading, um, then you do have to have some way of distracting it, which might be just a bang on the leg or hitting hitting, hitting a rope on the, on the ground for a second, just to say, let go of that thought. But once the horse has let go of the grass thought, you wait till it's present and centered and soft And just stand with it quietly till it gets that. And if you felt like you wanted to give it something for that, like as I said, a scratch then, and a pat, whatever, if it likes that, then then by all means do that. Um, But you've just got to distract the horse off the idea of grass. But then how does the horse know when and when not to eat grass? Well, just say grass is not available when we're doing something like this. So that's why I say the horse has to know how to lead because when a horse knows how to lead, the lead rope is always set at a, there's always a, the, the, the the right amount of slack in the lead rope that the horse knows the length of the lead rope and it knows how far it can go before there's a boundary. So if I'm walking through the grass and that I'm going to lead on a, on a length lead rope that says to the horse that putting its head down is not available, but I'm not holding its head up. It just knows the length, like a dog knows the length of chain if it was chained up or something like that or you know when someone ties their dog outside a coffee shop, the the dog figures out the length of the lead rope, so it knows it can't walk over to that person over there. If it's a smart dog, it's not gonna walk over to the person over there, it's gonna stop uh, before the end of the lead rope. But the other dog just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling. It doesn't know how to lead, so it's kind of pulling on its neck all the time, trying to go and get a pat off the person over there. Um, So if the grass is, you know, this far from the horse's head the rope will be set slightly shorter so the horse knows the weight in the weight in that lead rope says that the grass is not available. And also um, when horses are soft and centred, um, they know they're not they're not thinking about grass you know they they're, they're more connected and, and like that so they're not they're not hunting grass. It's a bit unfair for some horses that are just, you know, in dirt paddocks, and then they go out on nice green grass. It'd be like going out, you know, to 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 like a like kids in a lolly factory, saying we're just going to go to a lolly factory, but you can't have a lolly. They'd be like going nuts. Um, you'd cause a lot of stress. So sometimes, if you're going to go and hand walk a horse, and it's a horse that's never had any grass in its paddock for for a while, and it's just like. An intoxicating feeling of like, oh geez, I really want some of that. I'd probably go and let the horse eat grass for twenty minutes or so before I, I take it for a walk through through where I want to go because then at least I've sort of let that horse have that ticket it off its bucket list and then and then say now connect and let's go on our walk. Uh, and when the horse connects, it knows that 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 it's it's um turned off to the grass. Um, but once you work on good leading and good connection and awareness away from the grass the horse will be more present and and know the pathways that are in front of it and know what's not available what is available
0: wonderful okay next question is from jamie jamie's over in virginia and she has a horse who she's well she's helping a friend with this particular horse a bit of a long story so i will try and keep it short But basically, this horse was bought by a family and they bought it thinking it would be perfect for their eight-year-old granddaughter. It was a horse that was sold that could do anything. And they believe the training behind it used quite a bit of force and control. And of course, that perfect horse unraveled in time and began to buck the family off one by one. So they decided to sell it, but Jamie has stepped in. Um, and she's been allowed to sort of help them uh, see the horse in a new light, which is just just a wonderful story to read, Jamie. And thank you for filling us in on it. But she's taken your approach of guiding instead of driving. And he's turned into a lovely gelding who really likes people and is willing. So the family is now interested in keeping him. They've changed their expectations to help him and meet his needs and see what kind of a partner he can become for them, which is just wonderful. So Jamie's gone back to doing lots of different leading exercises and he's responding really well. She rides him in a halter and in the barnyard. The thing that she's having problems with, and this is her question mark, is that she's finding that she can ride him out. But interestingly, he doesn't seem to want to go back to the barn. So he's very focused on heading out down the road in the traffic. Um, happy to do that alone or with another horse. He's just not so keen at turning back home. So she just wondered if you've got any thoughts and she did send a little video through that. I know you're going to mention about as well. Um, And she just would like to just be able to ride him out on the farm, do some riding lessons, but she just wants to sort of get over this one stumbling block that she can see because she is aware that these thoughts that he has are very hard when he's focusing away.
1: Yeah. So, so what I, what I got out of um, was, when he focuses away, it's almost dangerous in the strength of the focus. So he kind of destinates and he's just pushing to be somewhere else um, in the future. And be nice if he was just kind of had a soft forward thought and wanted to go off over the, not over the horizon, but was happy about it. But it looks like he's pulling to be place. So he's actually taking himself out into danger and he's fixated. So, so it's kind of like he's, he's kind of bolting in his mind uh it could be even at a walk because he's so fixated in the you know ahead of him I call this I call this um you know the the different ways horses shut out uh you know there's the shut down ones that just got to don't try it all and they're just really you know dull and traumatized and then there's the gazers and the ghosters but he fits into that sort of the destinators the horizon horses that just look over the horizon and it's just like they're going to the light at the end of the tunnel and blocking everything out. So it's quite dangerous because if a horse does get a run up or, uh, you know, they suddenly got a gallop up, if they're destinating that far when they're walking and they're that rigid, then then the chances of them bolting um, is quite quite high because um, they're not letting wow. go of a thought. They're hanging on to a thought. So, um, and I had every now and again when I was starting horses, you get a random one that just. Had this random direction on it that on it it had kind of just. I had one horse that was almost like it always wants to go south, and I am like, home was it that way? And it always had this drift, and it, and um, uh, never quite figured that one out. That was years ago when I wasn't thinking about it, you know, as much as I do now. I am still thinking about it, but I, 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 but it was always going more away from home and slower for home, uh, which which is quite unique because it doesn't happen very often. But anyway, um, when I watch the video, which I'll talk about now, so that, that you, that's that's the problem where you're at, and, and he, he's just kind of blocked stuff out. Um, and for him, he's going to the memory of safety. That's what I'll say. I'm not saying this is like I've gone into his head and that's what I think because that's a proven scientific study. That's what he's thinking. But what I get the feeling horses are doing is, they're fixating on something, blocking everything else out, going into the future, and it's almost like they're going for something. They don't really know what it is, but they feel it's going to make them feel better. It's almost like people who climb a mountain. Let's go to the top of a mountain. They get to the top and go, Whoa, well, I've got the top of a mountain. Where's another mountain? Can I climb it? You know, <laughs> fixation on destination. And then they get to one destination, got to find another one. Um, so, Yeah that's that's what's happening and in the video i think what what i saw in the video and i'm going to explain what you were doing in the video so the listeners who haven't seen the video get an idea of what happened um so when you were riding it was a good idea to trial the flag and uh so you you were riding along and when he was sort of had strong thoughts i could see you were using the flag to kind of get his attention uh sort of sort of to let go but also i saw you he got his attention on the flag and followed it a little bit um, I would say don't use the flag um, purely because what I saw in him is he was sort of hit and miss it was hit and miss and because he's had so much desensitising by the sounds of it in the past you know to, to just put up with everything um, in that style of training that he's been through it's too easy for him to sort of you know block out five flag pops and just recognise one of them randomly so so your chances of him desensitising the flag to me is a little too high and he's so you just ride around and be just like oh well I'm, I'm, I'm just blocking that out the other thing what I noticed is by, by holding the flag and swishing the flag to get his attention um, you you might be taking your emphasis on the off the clarity of the reins um, which means you're kind of steering him and using the flag but he's actually blocking out the reins because the clarity in what you're asking in the rain is diluted through you also using the flag to distract him. So as far as I would sort of see it, as I'd say, I'd put the flag away and I'd put all my effort into how he follows that rein and if he lets go of a strong thought with those reins because him following the flag is not going to get you out of an emergency if he does lock up on a rein, okay? So it might help him relax and then maybe you can go steer him. But I have a feeling that by just watching him there's more negative transitions to the flag than positive in the sense what I mean, he's blocked it out and he's taken it on board, but he's blocking it out just as much, if not more than he's taking it on board. So, so yeah, I'd limit it because, because, and also cause how much he's been desensitized, as I said, um, he, he'll find it very easy to block out after a while. So when you are riding around when you were using the reins, um, he was doing kind of, you were doing kind of, kind of uh, not too tight of turns. Uh, I would be looking at doing quite a tight turn. I would hold the rein and get him to come around with that rein quite tight. Uh, so he's let go of that kind of marching forward sort of, it's in his body, it's in his mind. And there was a lot of times that he was going to the right, but you could see still see his thoughts out to the left. And then when he's going to the left, you could still see his thoughts out to the right he was kind of stiff on his turns and that sort of thing so I would tend to go back to foundation of good steering uh so I'd be in a safe environment where he you know like an arena or a big big uh, uh, you know a bit of a paddock that that you know that you he can he can work in and and I'd give him a loose rein I'd let him off when he, as soon as he gets a gaze up I'd take the rein and I'd turn him, I make it quite tight so he can't gaze off over there and he he, and he goes like almost in a U-turn in a new direction. So for the people in America, Chuck a Yui is just turn around. Like, you know, so if you're in a car, you're going up the street, you turn around, you come back down the street the same way that you've come in. So it's like a turn that's bringing you just about all the way back around on yourself uh, to go in a new direction. So the tight turns are more effective on a horse at letting go of something because they've gone from that direction to that direction or very, you know, it doesn't have to be a tight turn like that, but it can be like it's got to be tight enough that the horse is going in a completely new direction. They might fixate as soon as they go in a new direction, and then you go turn again, and then they'll fixate in a new direction. But eventually they'll sort of let go of that idea that they've got to fixate and March, and then they'll come out in one of those directions, and they'll soften, and they'll go, oh, right, and they'll soften. And, and I, would, I would be a bit um, diligent at, at doing that for a while until he kind of lets go of fixation. There are other things you can do, like if you've really worked on, like in the videos and stuff, indirect rain, good backing up, all that sort of stuff. If you've, if you've got, you know, a hindquarter yield that you can offer in those U-turns, uh, tell him to use his hindquarter and open up his front in one of those U-turns so he's really balanced and thinking about things, then obviously you're going to have more tools. just in the basic raw tool of of, um, steering Um, it's just going to be a kind of an open lifted rein that gets him to turn around and go in a new direction and i would do this until i could loosen on the reins and sit quietly on him and he just walks out quietly and his ears start to float and become more um uh you know he's more present in that environment instead of just in on a destination and and I just keep doing that that every time that till so you could almost guarantee as soon as he pricks those ears forward and gets a strong, strong thought, you can pick up a rain and he lets go it very quickly and he follows the feel of the rain around. So basically you're gonna look at him flicking that inside ear, softening, looking into that turn and thinking into that rain and where it's going. And and when he's very good at that, then you take him out to where there's more stimulant and things to look at. And then you test it out there when he gazes and fixates, pick up a rein till he lets go of it, new direction, until you can loosen the rain, he can walk further and further without constantly destinating. So you're just saying, let go of that, try again, let go of that, try again. Um, and I think you'll put more emphasis on the reins. As I said before, holding the flag and pulling the rain uh, was kind of probably making the reins not clear enough and you're juggling two things and also he's juggling two feelings flag look at that feeling a rain you know so it's a little bit too much so so i'd I'd stick to one thing follow the feel of the rain goes everything usually always goes back to good quality leading and how a horse feels about following a rain
0: brilliant thank you very much mark and uh I gather you're going off to go and see harry whitney jamie so just yes yeah, say hello from from mark and from myself enjoy spending time with him amazing guy thank you very much for your questions if anyone out there wants to ask mark their own question you're listening to this it's free for anyone who's on his membership it's a crazy just 15 a month we priced it really cheaply so that everyone can have access to it you know go and have a look you've got over 500 videos on there a lot to get through and as you can imagine huge amounts of information from mark thank you very much mark thank you to the listeners and we'll see you again very soon
1: thanks jenny thanks everybody
0: you can learn more from mark online through his online training videos just search mark langley horsemanship there's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven-day free trial if you like what you see it's just 15 dollars a month from there That's help where you need it.